Welcome to Nom Watch Review, part of Nom Talk Network. On this show, we review the latest film drop or a throwback, celebrating a milestone while eating and drinking our favorite snacks. Uh, my name is Alex or Alejandro. I'll be hosting today as I, I was really hungry, forgive me guys, as I get a partially eaten pizza here because I got a lot of pepperoni pizza that I'm hyped up about, um, along with a little bit of uh, soda bubblies. So I have to have that wide discussion here. I have two amazing guests with me. I'm so hyped because I'm slightly spoiled. I had you guys earlier, but introduce you guys here say hello bill uh what are you having with us today um howdy there i'm doing well actually i you know actually went out i went to five-star dining i had the very best of uh mcdonald's earlier but so finishing <laughs> off with topping off with a coke zero so we're going luxury style hey there's nothing wrong with that i have to ask you what do you usually get mcdonald's uh mcchicken no lettuce or mcdouble <sighs> i like i like the i like i like Rahab, let me introduce you to my friend. Are you having anything with us today? Yes, um, beef stew for dinner, leftovers. Uh, fishing night up with uh, some good old-fashioned liquid death water and death. some good little uh, cheese sticks. Good Excellent. little snack. Snack that smiles back. Cheese sticks. Oh, wait, yeah, that's, wrong. that's not the right thing, but, you know, I, I tried. I tried. It works. It works. <laughs> well, once again, thank you guys for joining me. I'm so hyped because I know we went nonstop and talking about Lost Boys. So now I get to have you guys today for Total Recall 1990 and Total Recall 2012. Now, Total Recall 1990 is the one with the milestone, but we wanted to go ahead and add a little spice to it tonight in regards to comparing Total Recall 2012. We will be doing some pros and cons for both, if possible, uh, mainly just discussing the two. So let's see how that goes. First of all, I want to start off with Rob. A uh, question for you, Rob. How and when were you introduced to this film and what was the feeling you got for the 1990 version? 1990 version is a staple in my household, and here's why. You have Arnold at what is arguably his peak. This is the best of Arnold. We get funny, we get action Arnold, we get quippy Arnold, we get um, superstar Arnold, we get kindergarten cop Arnold, we get all these faces of Arnold that we've seen separately and individually going, wow, he's Surprisingly, they got a little bit of rage in them. Oh, who would have thought it? And we see Total Recall, and we're like, oh, snap, he's really that good, actually. Uh, surprisingly, the Austrian dude knows how to hang. But no, it's, <laughs> that, that, that movie's been around literally since I've been alive. It's That's just been a staple. Excellent, excellent. Bill, how about yourself? But from 1990, when, when you introduced it, how was the feeling uh, when you had when you saw this film? um this one i remember i remember this one actually fairly well again it was working in the movie theaters at the time when it came out so you know was watching it when it first hit um it was fun it was enjoyable i mean again we'll touch on later on those iconic scenes that really stick out in the mind so that's i you know i remember, remember enjoying it having fun i don't know if i'd go as far with it being my favorite on on the schwarzenegger fronts because a couple of years earlier the running man for me was actually a better uh, running man for him just because it gave him a little bit more eh, sink teeth into but if i'm gonna have to go this versus kindergarten cop yeah totally. <laughs> who is your daddy and what does he do <laughs> excellent um you know what guys i'm gonna be slightly ashamed to tell you how i was introduced to this film <laughs> but um uh, my first honor torture film for me because I saw this film a little late uh, compared to when it came out, uh, it was Terminator. Uh, I had a big old crying scene with him in it, too. I was like, oh, no, you know, Terminator 2 is my main thing. But anyway, fast forward a little bit. I get introduced to Total Recall because 
Oh my God, my parents are going to kill me. Uh, so basically, I was, I think, maybe like barely 10 years old. And I was hanging out with my friends and we were playing our Star Wars, G.I. Joe stuff, running up downstairs. And this guy, one of the kids say, oh, you remember that scene? And they all started giggling. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? And one of the kids go, do you want to see a movie where there's a woman with three boobies? And I was like, what? So I was like, let's go. So we went downstairs into the basement. Oh, and snacks over there, and like a total recall thing comes up. And the movie comes up and like, all this action started happening and I totally forgot there was supposed to be like a three booby wound scene. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so great. So to say my initial reaction with the film, it was pretty decent. It was great. Cause I know we're going to go further into it, but it was kind of a taboo thing with me. We introduced to it. Um, so to me, I was aware who of Arnold Schwarzenegger was, and it was cool seeing him doing a different role other than a robot. So that being said, uh, let's go ahead. I want to start off in the beginning of this film, um, coming into it, uh, just because there's no chill, in my opinion, when it came to Total Recall. It started off right off the bat. So um, I want to go ahead and start off with you, Bill. Uh, on the initial you know, beginning of the story, we see uh, coming in to what I would say is Arnold's well, dreams, so to speak, uh, in this situation here. In regards to the pace and how it starts, how did you feel about it? Um, it's always interesting whenever they have Schwarzenegger in as the family man. He's hanging out, average guy, just happened to look like he's built like a brick shit house. Um, <laughs> oh my God, thank God someone <laughs> on that. Thank God, thank God you got to it before me. Because <laughs> it's kind of like, that always a little bug. Okay, but we'll tell you, family dad okay great and you know his frustration with job so his plight you know is kind of easy to sink into everyone kind of gets that whole thing it's stuck in the daily grind and we can't really afford a vacation but here we can plant one into your head that sounds fine so that setup is fine the pacing itself especially when the first time you're seeing it, it's kind of like where is this shit going where are we going i saw in the trailer there's some shit about mars when are we getting on to that business um and so there's a little bit of excited seeing how it's all going to tie in Later times, it's kind of like, man, let's get to the good part. Yeah, so speed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See that 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 is um, I, I can't agree more. And I'll, I'll touch base after it. Rob, yourself, uh, the pacing, bud. We know how it immediately comes in. As you can tell, they're on Mars. We are like, what the hell is going on? I have to ask you, what was what is your opinion on the pacing, the starting of the film? This movie has the kookiest pace pacing ever. The best and <laughs> the best way I can describe the pacing of this movie is the same way I can describe it for uh, Starship Troopers. It's either all go or it's all stop. There is no like, okay, let's inch along. No, it is either. Would you are... like to know more? <laughs> exactly. Would you like to know more? Or there is no information in the scene at all. And thank you, Bill, for touching on Schwarzenegger's side because I love the fact that his best friend is freaking basically Hank Hill from King of the Hill. And you've got... Freaking Hercules just ended there. Oh yeah, if you heard of this thing, go to recall. Like, bro, I think you're in the wrong fucking profession. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. But you're no, good. Uh, you're, bro, you're in the wrong profession, dude. Like, come on. What the hell? Like, it's just, oh god, I love it. No, I have to agree with you guys. I mean, in regards to the pacing on this, it's insane. It's a full throttle or no throttle at all. I mean, considering the fact that I will say that it kind of threw me off a little bit in regards to, because this is my first introduction to a practical effect, seeing something that large, you know, coming into his, you know, bad Mr. Dream where his eyes are sucked out of the, you know, 
sockets of this you know helmet and so forth as well um so the beginning of the pacing is just insane which all leads me to the comparison to the 2012 version so uh to me i'm going to start off with this a little bit because like now you have what we say you know they focus on mars i think the 1990 version focuses con uh, concept of space travel even though we're talking about total recall it seems like that's their next jump they they want and obviously space travel is possible 2012 they kind of seem to keep it homeward bound so it seems in a sense to me that the introduction and the pacing a little slower but i i, I will say it even seems like the world's different you have something is, that now focuses go, sorry, go ahead. no i was just going to tap on what you said it's just it's focused in yeah exactly exactly i mean that concept over there you have i mean yes space travel exists but they look at the concept of going through the earth's core immediately to two different colonies that only exist in this world now my question is this here now i at the time, maybe, maybe because we weren't too expecting of movies back in the 90s. I mean, to me, like you both, you guys made an excellent point. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. How can you do that? I mean, the only thing that made sense to me what he was doing when he was making this protein smoothie. And the fact that his hand covers that whole freaking little hand. That, one as an adult, like, I can do this. And like, yeah. His little pinky finger is like, whoa. <laughs> He's making this little tiny thing. Blueberries and protein powder and milk. And... That's like the only thing he seems natural in doing. Now, comparing to, I would say, the 2012 version here, we actually have, you know, um, you have Colin Farrell. I, to me, I think he's a little bit more believable in his factor role. Uh, Bill, what what would you compare it to in the beginning and believability? Because you did mention before with Arnold trying to believe that he's a family man. Um. Okay, let's be... Actually, you made the great point on it, is when the film came out and let's face it, most remakes these days, especially in the film genre, um, especially if it's old you know, old favorites, it is rare that they actually turn out to be anything other than a hot mess. And so this is one I actually didn't go to see in the theaters. It's kind of like when it was finally on, you know, um, on HBO or mm -hmm. wherever it was on. Um, it's like, okay, fine, we'll watch this. Watch it. It's like, this is actually really good. Really enjoyed it. I was shocked. And I I don't mind um, shows taking uh, different takes on the original material because again, Total Recall, you know, ninety er, uh, itself wasn't an original film or original story, right? It's based off the Philip K. Dick story, and so you're you're dealing with kind of variations on a theme. And don't forget, even before 12, 2012, there was a TV series um, in nineteen ninety nine. Yes, that, that the Canadians wouldn't. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of maple syrup involved. I had um, no idea. But there's it was one very episode um, season of the. What thing. was it called? It was a Total, Total Recall? Recall. I have to look that up. That's uh, that, I, oh actually, I think God. it was called like Total Recall 2070 or something. It had a, a year date with it as well. Um, yeah, it was supposed to be again, like different, a separate story, but within like that Total Recall universe. Yeah, and don't forget, even before this, there was a there was a, a sequel planned for Total Recall Once Upon a Time, based on, yep. on another Dick uh, story, and that was Minority Report. Uh, which then got redone into just the standalone Minority Report, rather than tying it into the into the same universe. Now, again, the Dick novels are, uh -huh. as I as I recall, I, I remembering it right, are not tied in. Just the studio went, well, we got rights to Dick novels. Let's you know, let's put these together. But they ended up not. But the point is, they were trying to continue on with this universe in one way or the other. Mm -hmm. um, and when Twelve came along, it didn't try to redo the original. It just kind of was like, all right, original material. Let's take it and do our own spin. And so I liked, I actually really enjoyed it. I find it a perfectly serviceable little thriller. 
Heck yeah. I mean, that's, it's funny. And I'll, I'll continue, but I want to ricochet to Rob over here. Um, uh, same with your opinion on the 2012 version, 1990 version in the beginning, Colin Farrell with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, how would you do in comparison? Rob. See, on the one hand, Colin Farrell's intro, that, that intro is fantastic. I think it's way better. I think it better establishes a story, well establishes what kind of journey me as a viewer is about to go on while experiencing this film. Now, going to the 1990, it doesn't necessarily do that. However, For Its Time is a masterpiece in terms of that anticipation build of like, what what's going on? What's What's happening? It's very much a piece of its time. It's very much a you couldn't really do a 1990s Total Recall intro nowadays. Nowadays, critics would rip you apart like, what the hell is this? The first five minutes? I have no idea what the hell is going on within the first five minutes. What the hell is this piece of garbage? But 1990, everyone's like, ooh, this is this is weird. This is mysterious. This is, what the hell is going on? Oh, I, I want to know more. It's, <laughs> it, it's fascinating. They're both great. Or they're both good, just in their own ways. Right on, right. I see that, and that's the thing too. As well, I mean, a part of me as I was listening to both of you, a part of me is like, I hear a little, little word in the back of my head, Blumhouse. I kind of want like Blumhouse do do a version of this, please. And I know the rights to be like no, for next. No, first they need to do Running Man, then they can do Total Recall. I okay, I agree with you that. I, you know, in that regard, definitely, definitely. Now, before I get too sidetracked here, so I have to make you know mention coming into you know along with the supporting actors and uh, actresses that are actually in this film as well. So. We have Arnold Schwarzenegger who plays Dennis Quaid. Colin Farrell plays Dennis Quaid as well. Now, in regards to the wife, I have to mention this because there's n- I'm not going to go ahead and like like make fun of Rachel. Uh, was it Takata? Now, the thing about with her with this actress, um, she was believable in some scenes, but in others, I felt in the 1990 version they were too coursed. It felt like she was trying hard. And then to me, at the same time, though, when we find out shortly, like minutes later, that she's an agent. It kind of makes sense because in a sense, this was a cluster and it happened immediately. And so to me, I was trying to make up my mind, okay, maybe she's supposed to be scared. This is really an awkward situation. This wasn't supposed to happen in the first place. Everything everything went to FUBAR in this whole situation. And considering the start off and the beginning, and I don't want to skip over too much, but we're talking about, because Rob, you mentioned it earlier you know, who Arnold's best friend was. Uh, you know, he looked like a he looked like a good fella that was in the construction business. Uh, that's essentially yeah, what no, you know, it just, he was. It, it was so off-putting versus when we look at 2012, mm-hmm. it's much more appropriate. Like, oh, okay, this, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah when, when you actually have that transition of like who the character is and then, you know, getting in that we are in 2020, because I do not want to forget um, this guy has a decent amount of sci-fi attributes when it comes to his... Uh, list here but looking at um yeah so you know coming into this character type i mean to me i feel that his friend in 2012 would be a little bit more i would say methodic uh in his planning uh to me it was like all right they are co-workers all right they're friends um but to me it just seemed that their interactions sent more real and then if you think about 2012 version they kept them longer in it you know not till i don't want to spoil anything later because we will compare a scene uh to what they actually did from 1990 to 2012 but in the first one 1990 they killed his friend off in the first 20 minutes in total recall 2012 his best friends with him like to the first hour almost towards the end of the film uh so to me i will say the pacing 
is similar. Uh, Rob, you are correct in regards to they both have their you know their faults, uh, their faults, but their your know, premises. Though you mentioned it earlier, really you know, focusing the fact that this was supposed to be a remake, but it didn't feel like a remake, and I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I, I think felt it like its own category. I think it needs to be a relaunch because it's yeah, not necessarily because yeah. it's not like a remake would be a proper remake would be like you know what um like the remake of Friday the Thirteenth when they brought back uh, Jerry Padalecki and then yeah they brought back the old school campground yeah okay, the hood like, yeah hood proper, Jason mm-hmm. yep that's a proper okay this is a remake this is a redo. This was more of like, we're going to take our concept, but we're going to kind of go in our own direction. This is a relaunch of this now, kind of concept of story. Now, see, on that same note, the reason why I want to transition over to this here is going into the mid-story. Now we understand that Arnold Schwarzenegger and Colin Farrell have been questioning their lives. You know, I can, I honestly, at this point, I can relate to them. You know, monotonous nine to five. I want something different. I want something, you know, out there. So I believe that the story of making relatable to a lot of people out there being, you know, the working person, um, it made it, you know, relatable. Like, all right, what's more, you know, put me somewhere. I want that. If I can't have the real thing, then might as well be, you know, engraved in my brain. Right. So now we know that Colin Farrell and Arnold Schwarzenegger are actually truly agents, secret agents that realize that they have a big secret that in one leads to a different planet life in general. And two leads to sustaining life where they live and making things doable. Right. Now, that being said, I will have to say that Kate Beckinsale sold me so much to this film. Oh, I did not expect. I like. I love Colin. Uh, I, I'm such a nerd that I love his SWAT movie the most. It's ridiculous. I am in love with that man's yes. acting style. What he does, probably. I got a man crush. The point is, is the fact that he is. I, you know, he's a great actor. I was not expecting Mr. Un- Mrs. Underworld herself to come in and just freaking mop the floor with. 30 second dialogues that kept me in there. So to me, uh, she seemed more secret agent like or a sleeper cell compared to right. the first one. But please, uh, Bill, um, what, what's your opinion on this? Yeah, no, same sort of thing. And it's kind of like the surrounding performance because the original, it, it all other than than three boob gal, um, yeah. the entire movie hangs <laughs> on Schwarzenegger, right? It's yeah. him and him and Quaid, you know, that kind of shit and the effects. And the first one really was a comic book movie. Um, it was kind of drawn as a comic book. It's very almost it would it would fit well in like the heavy metal you know universe kind of a thing where recall or the 12 version, it's more like real agents. It's kind of like Mr. and Mrs. Smith with a sideways side arc. Um, and so I to your point it felt like a better ensemble and what was going on and all the characters fit together and work together, but they're trying to, it's kind of coming through of a more such as it is a realistic lens in 2012 versus he's pulling some of the size of a goose egg through his nostril. Don't worry, just go with it. Cause it's funny. Pull. And yeah. you know, that was, you know, because let's remember it, whenever people remember, don't recall three boo girl, him blowing up and pulling the thing out of his nose. That's what people remember, period. Uh, yeah. and now, then, I have a question for you, Bill, also, too. Yes. Now, on, on that note, um, in regards to, uh, um, oh, man, you know, I, 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 I'm sorry. I had it on the tip of my tongue. It was right there because I thought it was a great question, and it just disappeared. I'm so sorry. Continue. I, I will I will. Oh, follow. it's fine. I didn't mean to clap there. Sorry. It, it, uh, even it was, uh, Jessica Biel commented once about it being that it wasn't a remake. 
it was really a new adaptation of the original story. But she's saying that as a character that doesn't exist in the story, her character only existed in the 90 film. And other things are there as well. Because remember, Quaid isn't his name in the story. It's Quail. But Quaid comes from the 90 movie. There's other oh, things as well. Right. So it's kind of like somebody watched the 90s movie once, uh -huh. then went back and read the book. And now about five years later, they go and write the script. And that this is that was the outcome for twelve. But again, I I liked it as just taking it as its own thing rather than sit there constantly waiting for them to do the same kind of tricks. Because one of the reasons why I only gave the original one um, three pop uh, popcorns versus mm -hmm. where I got three and a half to this one is the first one is fine. It's nothing groundbreaking. It's a lot of fun. You grab some friends, let's watch it. Like you said, you know, kids of an age. Three boobs, it's great. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. even even goes forward down to Paul when we're thinking about that movie. What are they all excited about? Three boobs, and they're like <laughs> four boobs. And they're like that's gross. See, <laughs> whatever reason, it was funny, and so yeah. that was fun. It's two different types of film, and so the character, the acting, and the cast for twelve, yeah, uh -huh. do it works. Excellent. Now, now, Rob, I'm going to shoot a question your way that um that I was intending for Bill, and then it came in, but he did such a great point. Um. Now, Bill mentioning the fact that the first one was based off comic book style. Second one's more uh, dramatic, focuses on Bill made an excellent point, Mr. Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Smith style-esque uh, noir, in my opinion. Um, Rob, in your opinion, in regards to the first film, knowing that the premise is based off a comic book style, uh, to me, I love shoot up action movies. This is fantastic. But they started off which is slaughtering people on news cameras and everything like you mentioned. And Rob, you mentioned an excellent point. You earlier mentioned they compared to Starship Troopers. Do you think the first one could use more violence? Shoo, 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 or do you think less in my opinion? And then, and, and more on please continue afterwards. I would have the only biggest gripe I have about the original 90s total recall outside of the obvious stuff is I would have loved to have seen them gone the route of a RoboCop to just say, screw it. We're going to make this thing, and we're going to push it to the limit. And we're going to let them tell us what it's going to take to get us to R. So we're just going to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Oh, we got to remove these four things? Okay, fine. Hmm. But don't hold the punches back. Total Recall 2012, while being more curtailed, it was more streamlined. It was more cerebral from the first frame. Once we get out of the intro and we see him waking up, and Kate Beckinsale's there. Hey, how's it going? You think it's about this? And you see her starting to dissect and go through it. And you're like, oh, this, oh, this is, this is completely different. This isn't even in the same, we're not even playing the same sport right now. Like, it just, it changes itself so much. So it, it ends up working out beautifully in a way that it wasn't intended but just happens to be, and that's why it's fantastic. No, anyone see, who's like, that. oh, uh, 2012 is horrible. I'm like, when's the last time you saw it? Like, it ages pretty, pretty dang well. Yeah, that, that's funny you should say that, too, because, um, Bill, you mentioned it earlier. Um, hearing the initial remake of Total Recall, uh, or hearing a possible remake, you know, we always hear remakes and we're like, ah, oh, crap, you know, let's see how it goes. Right. Um, you said you watched it a little later on uh, and that we were surprised at how much you actually liked it. Um, same here. In fact, when I heard that it came out, I'm not going to lie, I didn't give it a second thought. 
even with like like the actors and actresses or i was going i'm like even they had like a a, a bokeem i think that plays his friend um it it, to me he's one of my favorite sci-fi he's constantly in sci-fi films and to me it's a consistent he has a consistency to them that i enjoy and it's kind of like a little piece to it however i saw this for the first time on hbo and i was like all right cool let's put him to see how it is and i was shocked like uh, how much i liked it and part of me wants to know if that ever didn't get its full like glory in the box office because of that you know is because maybe a lot of a lot of nerds like us had that similar opinion or even just your average you know watcher let me your average watcher computer nerds we're the same thing but the point is is that you know um i just I, i felt like i gave it a lot of doubt in that in that in that sense so hopefully Maybe it's some more love. I, you know, to me, because I, I still feel like, and I, I'm digressing a little bit, but I, f- I still feel like there can be a part two or something in the universe that can continue on. And whether it's, you know, with the Quaid family, whether it's from a jaded side of his friend, you know, he's called Harry here, R- uh, Richter in the other one, 1990. You know, it, it would be interesting to see if they had like a son that they never mentioned, you know, or something like that. I don't know. Who knows? But the point is, I digress. I want to fast forward a little bit now um, to it because I know uh, we can go like a long time into comparing these. So let's fast forward. We understand who Quaid is. He, we understand the situation is. We get to the point where his you know, wife and best friend had two ridiculously huge fighting scenes in there. Um, in the 2012 version, to me, it seems a little bit more of fluidic uh, design of a future. I kind of complain it. I compare it to a blade, uh, not blade, sorry, yeah. blade runner. Um in a sense with uh with its futuristic vibe to it so i do think 2012 did a really excellent job into uh you know uh kind of showing a current modern future because it's 2012 it's 2020 you know it's 2022 and it still seems like that can be a relevant future for us you know um in in that regard now the Uh, uh, the way things are going that's more and more yeah yeah with more, I know, more. right? With the with the pay, it's actually being living situation. You know, in 2012, oh my god, I'm now I'm cringing. Uh, Why'd you have to say something, Rob? Because now I'm thinking because the form of currency that's more than anything is living space, and now, oh, oh right. my god, L.A. and New York, Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, the, the I'm point just is saying, though, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> the point is now we are fast forward to the point where I want to show a little differences. There's been a lot of fighting, a lot of blood, a lot of gore on both sides. Now, I want to ask both of you this question. Do you prefer the 1990 version or 2012 version in this particular scene? Now, in the 1990 version, we have Quaid talking to what seems to be a psychiatrist that came into a virtual reality system that's in recall and is trying to tell Quaid that He's living in a simulation that he's crazy. What you're doing this is your life. She loves you. What do you think's going on? And as he's trying to do this, Quaid is having doubts and so forth as well. We see him at the point. A little bit of sweat comes down after this five minute intense coming in, right. pulls out a gun, boom, shoots him. Right. What the heck's going on? Well, in 2012, they took that scene, which is initially in about first 45 minutes and put it into Lightest toward the hour. Now we have Quaid's friend that's not the psychiatrist that's now in the simulation, quote unquote, trying to convince him that he's in the simulation. And once again, he dies in that similar way. Now, both scenes in their own right have pros and cons. I enjoy them, but I have to reflect this to you guys. So Rob, question starting off with you, my friend. Did you prefer, and, and if you don't, if you liked them both of them, please let us know. Uh, 1990 version into the psychiatrist. This is 
a simulation or the 2012 version where this is I'm your best friend and this is a simulation? I was hoping you wouldn't ask me this question, but <laughs> both have their places. And I hate that I keep repeating this, but they both do have their places. The 1990 version, it's just, again, classic. Like, just boom, you see that as a kid, and you're just, oh my, what the heck is... But that 2012 one just has some teeth on it that you're just like, oh, why am I getting, like, early Wachowski's Matrix vibes all over this right now, and it feels so good. Uh but if I had to pick God's Honest, I do prefer the 2012 one just because okay. I do prefer the way it's shot and the cinematography of it is just so much different. And it's so well placed. It reminds me, like Bill said, of a Minority Report. You can tell the way this movie is shot. They looked at Minority Report and went, because it looks very similar. Like you put two or two together, like, oh, my. It's actually quite close. The universe. <laughs> yeah, no, no, just the look of it. Think about the tech, just the technologies. They look one and the same. No, that's valid. And the, the shading color, you're right. I mean, honestly, if Bill didn't bring it up, I would have been lost. As that. But no, you're right. I, I didn't expect it from that point in regards to, and that's going to bug me. Now I want to go back <laughs> and watch a few things. Uh, Bill, I want to reflect this to you, my friend. Uh, did you prefer the 2009? And like I said, if, like both by all means, it's perfectly okay. Uh, 1990 version with a psychiatrist questioning or the 2012 version with his best friend questioning? No. Did you said both? 12. 12. 12. 12. Gotcha. 12. Uh, and the reason is, again, <clears throat> psychiatrist coming in is a stranger coming in and trying to convince him of something. That's a harder sell than someone that you think is your friend, that you believe that you have connection with and stuff like that. Just like the him and the wife, they're a, they're a believable pair. It works. You know, and the rest of the people sitting around him. So he's having to break against and having, you know, his Schwarzenegger shooting his, his shrink. He doesn't know the person for how it doesn't matter any. He's just trying to, is the person telling me something? Get to the chopper. <laughs> um, versus on the other side, it's like, you know, the one thing that, that Colin Farrell can always do is look emo and kind of self, oh my God, self-doubt. What am you I really do? can't. But it's his friend going, hey, it's this is what's going on. And, you know, he has to fight against that. That, for me, that's more effective. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. And you know, it's funny that both of you should say, and I don't know why. I, I don't know why this didn't come to mind because my mind was so focused. I'll give you my opinion just in a second here on the concept of uh, that makes sense. You know, you got your psych and you got your friend. <laughs> well, you're going to most likely trust your friend or question yourself in that reality, right. which, you know, maybe the writers picked up on that immediately too, as well in that regard. Um, uh, to me, it, it, like I said, I, I ended up liking them both. Um, and the, for me, I guess was because it seemed, and and honestly, Bill, my answer was not going to be that until you brought this point 15 minutes ago. Um, the comic book style that they had to have for the 1990 version. Uh, I, you know, you think about the scenes in general, and, you know, I, I, I watch these movies over and over again. So you, you're looking at the 1990 recall version in which they're literally in the, his apartment, right? He's in his home in this area where he's supposed to have his wife and everything's condensed. And to me, it made it feel very homey. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is, all right, chill. What's going on? Uh, but the fact that he had a semi-Audi Uzi in his hand kind <laughs> of just took away from the factor. And here we have the psychiatrist talking to him. And you know what? I have to, I have to look this up because this guy's voice was so dang familiar. Uh, let's see here. 
Um, the thing about it too, as well, is like to me, I felt like I've heard his voice all over like the Disney Channel or some form of. Oh, like uh, there it like is. The... Roy, Roy Brocksmith uh, was Doctor Edmar, um, and I have to look him up here because the reason why I want to look at his voice is just iconic. <laughs> here we go. Um, Lord, he has so many Babylon Five, Call the Conqueror. <laughs> there's a lot of things in which his his voice just comes out very, i was gonna very... say isn't he like the sci-fi version of like ben stein where it's like mm -hmm. everyone wants his voice Dude, that and the fact that we're gonna go into the fact that he was also in like a lot of tales of the crypt coming into his voice in general just used to use just used to tell stories but coming into the fact that i i will have to say to me it was the best fan factor that kind of leans me towards more the 2012 version but it's just the scene. You're in an office. You have 150 plus people, all drunk, all guns are drawn. You get to see every form of their armor and standard SWAT into the tactical force that comes in with their white two tone. Uh, the fact that you have his friend just trying to convince him like, hey, and I say his friend, we're full of crap. It's not his friend. We keep we get convinced because we think it's his friend. He's a total stranger in that in, in that regard. And the thing that gets me a little bit, I have to say that I miss Michael Ironside. As in the 1990 version, I wish he existed in 2012. I, I something about Ironside and the fact that it, I mean he's even Starship Troopers. You mentioned it early, Rob. Um, you know that that the vibe. So I, I do miss that Hunter esque. And I don't really. It felt like they took the 2012 version and they meshed his best friend in one and the same. Like it was like, all right, cool. Uh, once we find out that it is going on, it's like he, his best friend, took the role of all Ironside's role in going to hunt him afterwards. And I, I honestly, now I think about it, that's kind of cool because I wish they would have kept his best friend. But then again, let's be real. <laughs> you mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger's best friend in the first one. I don't think he was the most um, athletic <laughs> to chase him down half the dang time. He was a big what? guy. So you're <laughs> never gonna recast Michael Ironside. There's no. you can go down the list right now. There is not an actor alive right now that you could drop in a Michael Ironside role and go, Hey, we need you to be Michael Ironside, and they'll go, <laughs> I got it. Don't you worry, <laughs> I got it. Just wait. There's not an actor on the planet. Him and I Sean think, Bean, roles are made for them. <laughs> I was gonna say, I take that back. Bill Hader. Bill Hader is probably the only person who could do a proper <laughs> Michael Ironside. That's about it. Okay, okay. Right on, right on. Oh, man. So we have the pacing here coming into it. Uh, you know, I, I have to ask this. So in regards to the world, uh, what we have here, Rob, I'm going to reflect this at you. Uh, do you prefer the space travel world or more of the eccentric centered to herself traveling to the core world? There's a preference. Uh, do you have opinion? I think doing it within the earth makes it a more cohesive story it allows you to trim a lot of that gristle and fat that distracted audiences and get you down to the meat and potatoes that we actually want to hear and see and it okay. makes it so much simpler and it also allows you to play on this allegory towards like your elysium movies your hey are your just this social hierarchy of the rich are in this beautiful place and the poor just have to work to run for the rich and just this battle between the two. I just, I thought it was great. I thought the special effects were for it were great. The way it was used was great. I just, I thought it was a much better idea than Mars. Gotcha. I, I, I like that. I like that thought process. Um, Bill, uh, 
when it comes to the world, because and I'm just going to mention this here. Uh, so when it came to supporting characters, you know, yes, we had the 1990 version with uh, a little bit over the top and the action, so forth as well, comedic concepts, and then we had the more smooth rendition version when it comes to 2012 version. Now, is because one character comes to mind. I, I don't. I want to. I, I need. Do you find any supporting characters that were more lively in the first? Total Recall, because to me, I, what comes to my what comes to my mind is I don't know if you guys remember Thumbelina. Uh, she was the the tiny <laughs> the tiny dancer that was in the group that it's in 1990. And the only reason why I'm saying this is because when when it's revealed the fact that this particular club that Arnold pops up and finds out that half of the resistance is here, um, where unfortunately we're sad enough the three movie girl gets shot and killed immediately. This little tiny girl comes out with a knife. And full on kills three officers, swings around, and the bartender throws her a machine gun, and she gets on the top and kills like four more. Like I, to me, I kind of wish they <laughs> they had a version of her in 2012, but it's a totally different version. I, I mean, was there anything I would say? I, I'm sorry to you know continue on rambling, Bill. Uh, would I? Was there anything you preferred the 1990 version compared to 2012? Well, again, it's what you know. It's what you're looking for out of a film, right? If I'm look for dark noir dramatic thing the 90 total recall ain't it right yeah. it's not it's not that you're going to need to have a fun time and you come along through like you're asking about supporting characters quato man i mean really i was to, yeah i didn't want to say that know, it's, I, i'm sitting there watching watching this film originally i remember my first thought was man i haven't watched basket case in a while because that's the same kind of shit that comes to mind yeah. and where um Again, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna oh grab a friend God. to see these two films in two uh -huh. very different headspaces, and I think it's good, actually, as an example point to give people that you know what, there's nothing wrong with doing films again, um, because you know when was the last time someone bitched about the last time that Much Do About Nothing was done or Hamlet for the ten billionth time within three years? And Romeo and Juliet. What, guess what? <laughs> the world goes on. And yeah. every so often you find a new interesting way of telling the story and there's nothing wrong with it. I, you know, I, you know, love, you know, different versions of, of uh, a Christmas Carol. Some of them have Muppets. Other of them do not. They are different movies. This one, if I'm looking. There's other versions that are without Muppets. Uh, sadly, my favorite version of Christmas Carol is the Muppets version. Period. <laughs> hard stop. Oh other no. Hands down, there is no other version. That's why I said there are other versions. No, there is only one. It's with Muppets. You know, it's always the best way to... Sorry, terrible side thing. <laughs> no, anytime okay. you want to talk about movies is what movie... Your favorite movies, you replace it with a Muppets version because <laughs> there's only one human actor. Who is it that remains from the original movie? Like, is it, you know, in if we're talking Blade Runner, is it Rutger Hauer is the only human and everyone yes. else is Muppets? You know, or is yeah. it someone else that's you know equally just kind of whacked, or is it just replicants or Muppets, um, or turning it around? So, you know, like, like in Total Recall, who would be the one human in the room? And everybody I'm not else gonna lie, would have been hilarious if it was Quaid's wife was the only human in the room. <laughs> he was <laughs> to be Quaid. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But anyway, back to the original. Um, I'm gonna take people to see these for two different films. They both work, and as far as supporting characters, first one because of that. It's going to be the little funny things around the edges. It's going to be the quato. It's going to be 
three boob girl. It's going to be, those are the things that are like, oh, that's funny. Because come on, no one's giving any of these people, you know, uh, people's choice of words. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> Either ensemble or as the, as the main host. Nickelodeon's <laughs> not calling anybody, giving them an orange blimp. Yeah, no, it's just, it's not going to happen. At the same time, I also wouldn't give anybody a Razzie in this movie in, in it either. Because yeah. that's why I I give it a three out of five, yes. But it's not a bad film. It's a perfectly enjoyable film. And when you can pull out now. But if you sit down someone now and show it to them this for the first time, it's a little dated. The effects are a little cheese. Um, you'd be like, dude, we've all seen The Martian. That's not what happens in Martian atmosphere. <laughs> you know, we're, we're all going to figure that stuff out better. But the 12 version, you want to sit down with a good serious thing and kind of going, hey, you want to see another take that's pretty cool? Let's go. I like that. It's the difference between the two is, is you've got one is a legitimate film. We have the 2012 great film. Hey, let's sit down and actually analyze this. Then you have 1990s, which is very much a hey, let's get drunk and do shots every time Arnold makes a random noise. Right. Oh, 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 dude, we're only 20 minutes in. I don't think I can play much longer. You know, no, and it's not... not as intense of it, but I'll give another comparison that it's not quite as dramatic of, of an of a diametrically opposed versions, but uh, the uh, Sylvester Stallone versus the modern version of uh, Judge Dredd. Yeah, yes. that, Judge that's, Dredd. that's an excellent comparison. Very good films, two very different types of films. A hundred percent. In fact, that was probably one of the best comparisons there because you got a 1990 film once again. Oh. To a 2010, I believe. No, 2011. The point is, it's the, within the same couple of years. And that, you know, it's it's interesting you say that. I would have never thought that because as a kid, I was obsessed with Judge Dredd. Maybe because of the, like a lot of the toy lines that came in a little bit afterwards, okay. too, as well. Um, but that's going to lead to me the next question here. Because uh, you think about Judge Dredd and Judge Dredd with all its special effects uh, that um, that's their practical effects, I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Um I find the practical effects in 1990 surprisingly good. I mean, you come in the very beginning of the film. Yes, I do find the fact that his eyes are about to pop out. They're breathing. It's just insane. But then you think about it. And if you look up some stuff, ironically, human skin's a little elastic more than you expect sometimes. And you see these concepts and I'm like, okay, maybe your eyes would permanently pop out now going back in. You've been dead by now. But to me, I was very surprised. I want, I want, I want to ricochet back to uh, Rob on this one here, buddy. Uh, special effects, you're thinking about. Tell concept there. Going into the nose and pulling something out. Uh, going into the face. Don't you name it. make them like the this face. no more. And God, do I wish they did. They don't <laughs> do them like this no more. Full head prosthetics. Full squid. Full explosive squibs. Dude, I felt like this had the same vibe as the thing. Huh? I think this had the same vibe as the thing with the amount of practical. Yes. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it was, was during all, the height of that time, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was, remember CGI was way too expensive. They're like, no, why the hell would I spend like 10 grand trying for some artist to draw this in when I can spend like two grand buying explosives. So <laughs> they just don't do it like this no more. And that's why it's so good. Like as much as, Pulling the tracer out of Arnold's nose is stupid and ridiculous, and we know it's terrible. But it's fun. So yes, cool. It's so fun. It's so, so fun. funny <laughs> just to see a rubber Arnold face. Uh, uh, it's just, uh, like, I was literally rewatching. I literally came back just to rewatch that scene earlier today. Just like, hold on, I need some more of this. And I'm still grown man dying laughing, going, pull it out of his nose. Oh man, that it just uh, to me it a lot of fun in that regard here. Uh, 
Bill, I wanted to ask you a question. Let's say that, you know, Hollywood does what Hollywood does and they're like, hey, let's do another Total Recall. Um, do you see an actor that, I mean, the, the main actor that you think possibly might be good or worth it at all? Or in your opinion, if not, no worries. Just kind well, of curious again, your opinion. Sort of, this, this sort of film, I don't like. Like with the 90 version, the problem is, mm. is well, for better or for worse, it was a Schwarzenegger film. It's about mm. Schwarzenegger. It's all wrapped around Schwarzenegger. You're asking about secondary characters and stuff. I don't think about secondary characters in the 12 version because it's more of an ensemble cast. Makes yes, sense. there's the main lead and it's following his story, but mm. it's they're all kind of in this shit together. Where the other one is, it's Schwarzenegger and everyone else is hanging off the side of him. So for my preference is usually, I, and you don't want an actor that's going to pull focus. It's often the problem with um, unless they lean into it, Johnny Depp, Nick Cage, those sorts of movies, because uh-huh. they are them. They're just them. And you yeah. know who they are. It's always the same. More often than not, uh, 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 Keanu Reeves as well. However, Keanu Reeves is basically, uh, uh, what's his name? Assassin Boy at this point. Uh, John Wick. Yeah. John Wick. And so, you know, we get... You know, he plays. Don't character. forget Johnny Utah. We never forget Johnny Utah. We never, we don't forget Johnny <laughs> Utah. But you drop him anywhere else, you still see him. It's always him. Yeah. So in a movie like that, like like in Total Recall, I don't want to see a name character leading it up because otherwise I'm just gonna be pulled out of it. So uh, I, as long as it's someone that can carry it along with the rest of the cast and it fits into it, mm-hmm. uh, and the physical type matches kind of what their background or what they're currently doing is supposed to be. Yeah. Go with it. Don't care. I like that. Honestly, that makes sense to me. You know, I don't like stunt casting. Maybe that's what I'm getting to. I don't like stunt casting. And that that makes sense because I I didn't think about it. You you mentioned the big names going into like, you know, Nicolas Cage and and going into, you know, uh, you know, um, Keanu Reeves. Everything's built off that them that you know the characters like all right cool we need a storyline that focuses on that would make sense you know it just depends on something that hopefully wouldn't interfere with the storyline too much which that that makes a lot of sense to me in that regard um so the only other person i think who could have pulled off that role would have been like a carl urban if you could have gotten like a young carl urban or and this is only or just because i've seen a lot of his other smaller work is mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion because this would have been prime Fillion right around middle of Castle, like middle end of Castle, right as the ship's about to go down. He's still got a couple of real good young, younger stunt acting years left on him. There's still some meat on the bone, but not the you, level you know, of meat that he's still got. Do you know who I would love to see in this? Brandon Fraser. That would have been what? Great. yeah. Because I, I, cause I, to me, it seems like Brandon Fraser would be that medium you need in regards to an action star and a comedic star. Because you sure. have the concept of of Arnold, because you were bringing that this everything's about him, and I think that Fraser could pull that attention, but be wholesome enough not to be like, ah, you know, w- w- let's go with this. And it, to me, it seems with Fraser's history too that he, you know. A storyline built around him would focus not only on him, but the storyline, and as you said, Bill, the cast yeah. around him too. Yeah, you know what, though, I actually think that would actually probably be fabulous casting because there, if you want an interesting blend of the of the kind of like the comedy version of the original, think by way of the Mummy, but then bringing in modern effects and kind of the modern stuff, slam it all together at high speed, put it in a microwave, and let it go. That's and right, see, Hollywood. That would be a new here here first. That's it. Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Make it totally <laughs> called. Awesome. This is why Hollywood frustrates me because in the early 2010s, 
There is a, you can look at a clear string of the bigger box office movies and you clearly can look at it going, Brennan should have been that. And then it should have followed him up with him taking on that role and that role and that role and that. Yeah, we, we definitely, unfortunately, like, like just the Frazier dynasty where we saw four or five years where we're like, wow, Frazier's just, he's just hitting this on all cylinders. I mean, technically speaking, I mean, Debriel, he could have had a, you know, his career still going. So, Brandon Fresh, keep going. We cheering you on, yes, my friend. No, no, no. Um, so, we, we, uh, Frazier, yeah, yeah. We're, so, we I know, right? <laughs> totally. And, and the thing is, is that, like, now, now I think about it, that, that would make sense. But unfortunately, now we won't go into that. But there were some pit stops that we knew his career could have went a little faster than previously. Once again, I, I hope he's, he's recovering pretty well from what I'm seeing, like, big, big fan. Um, on that note, uh, before we go into uh, towards the end of this here, uh, Rob, would you like to see any storylines or like directions uh, there where they could go in the recall universe if they decided not to necessarily do a remake? Yes, absolutely. I think with our 2012, where we leave off in 2012 is the perfect point to go to Mars. This is the perfect freaking time. We've now crippled the government. We've now crippled the bureaucracy, crippled the corruption. Now, what is happening to these outposts? That'd be interesting. What's happening to basic shipping in and out of the planet? How is supplies happening? What's going on? What does that second wave of the revolution look like? These are the things that would be interesting. And you can make it episodic. Give it to your Warner Brothers, your Paramount Pluses. Make mm -hmm. it an episodic series, 8 to 12 episodes. Really flesh it out. Have you have either you two played the video game Red Faction? Yes. Uh, oh Bill, God, have you heard of it? I've heard of it. I haven't played it. The only reason why I'm saying this is that Red Faction kind of takes this universe in Mars, and it talks about colonies already being there, and it's trying to get people into Mars. But in reality, it's talking about the shitty living conditions of people mining on Mars. And the Red Faction pops up, a group of rebe rebels, and it's basically colonies on mars versus the oppressive government on mars and yeah that would be kind of cool rob that you've been started that'd be kind of cool in my opinion to see uh something in the recall universe show that i mean in my opinion now where we're at because hypothetically speaking that would bring three films together because bill you mentioned this earlier uh, about land being the actual income in 2012 rob you you pointed this direction now it's kicking my head they kept on emphasizing the 1990 version. It was all about oxygen. Oxygen was what was being sold to people it's there. Oxygen in your you know. time around. I think what could happen, and this uh -huh. would be a great thing, because I've seen it already happen before, is if they did a Snowpiercer. You have the Snowpiercer yes. movie, and then you have the show. Are they around the general same concept? Yes. Do they go in completely different directions, allowing the show to go in ways that we didn't even think of? Absolutely. They could easily do, give me an 8 to 12 episode season on your next biggest streaming platform. We go through and we basically take the Total Recall movie. We make it our first season. We then change the ending to where, hey, we just got word from our bases on Mars. They're ready to go with the second wave. And now we're off to Mars. Second wave is us going to Mars. That would that would be fascinating. Two things. Uh uh, going into Rob, evidently someone liked your comment so much that they said, wow, that producer Rob guy is a pretty cute. <clears throat> the Tony Sanchez was mentioned, huh? huh? Yes, um, yes. <laughs> uh, oh, thank you to my wonderful, wonderful 
right, now, sorry, on that note, Bill, I want to ask you this here before we go into our socials and so forth. Um, coming into, uh, oh, wow. I hate when that happens when you have a question and it just disappears. <laughs> what just happened? That was just, I feel, anyway, let's go into the, st- oh, here it is. Sorry. Whew. Wow. I, I apologize to my guest and audience. <laughs> anyway, that being said, we talk about the 1990 version and the 2012 version. Would you change your popcorn ratings higher or lower from what we discussed today? Are you pretty still confident on how you feel about it? I'm still, I'm still good with where it sits. Yeah, three and three and a half. Excellent. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. Rob, yourself, buddy, when it comes to our popcorn ratings, would you keep around the same or lower? You know what? Higher? Uh, but you know what? Bill's uh, beard of wisdom has uh, swayed me on the 90s. I think I'd have to go with the three uh, three on the 90s and then uh, three keep the three and a half on the 2012. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to actually have to go up because, Bill, you've also been a motivator, but I'm going to go up to uh, from a 3.5 to a 4 on the 1990 version and keeping it for on the 2012 version. Uh, the reason being is I, I really didn't think about the comedic, a- uh, comic aspects of it, um, but more into it, you know, thinking about, uh, we're talking about the practical effects. I started liking that a whole lot more for what the time being what they had. So to me, I felt like uh, given that I was getting a little more harsh on it in reality of sitting down, not thinking of the time uh, when, uh, when I see it. And so when I first originally saw it now, that being said, guys, we're coming towards the end of the night here. Uh, Bill, where can we catch you on uh, social, uh, or where can we keep you updated on your socials? Uh, you can follow me on most all socials as Bill RW in the number three, and writing stuff from time to time on nerdbot.com. Excellent. Fantastic. Rob, how about yourself, my friend? Um, you can find me on Instagram at producer underscore Rob. I post terrible stories and review wonderful cheesy god-awful movies that i love um i also post random things are armadas like my last name um that's my twitter handle i post just random musings while watching tv shows and film heck yeah heck yeah well guys you can find me here at nom talk network or on my twitter account where i talk massive amounts of trash uh that'd be crimson cowie uh you can find me on instagram which is i a m c o w i e that's i am cowie mostly daily content in regards to acting, shenanigans, and so forth, and also my toy collector, toy photography account, Cowie Collector. That being said, that is all the time we have today to talk about the 1990 version of Total Recall and the 2012 version of Total Recall. Thank you for all tuning in. Uh, please, please, please continue to join us. We love having you here. Spoiled by these two wonderful gentlemen here, Bill and Rob. Always loving having you as guests oh, here. Love being um, here. I love it. I love it. I love it. I get to talk more and we'll probably talk your ear off after we stop the show. Um, so non watch review and basic adventures are now in podcast form. You can listen to them next day on Google podcast, Spotify, or where you get your local podcast. Please subscribe to your, uh, to our YouTube and Twitch. All of our platforms are at non talk network. Tune into our next show, uh, which will be, uh, Pray on Monday, which I'm super hyped. Woo! Oh my god! Oh my god! I, well, at, I'm gonna talk tonight. to you guys about this. <laughs> so tune it's, in it's with good. us. Also, also, Sandman also dropped. Watch it; yeah. it's amazing. Sandman, yes. Sandman tonight is pray. Sandman is tomorrow. So oh I man, I am. I'll tell you, I I blew through the first six uh, six and a half episodes of Sandman in one sitting, and it didn't feel like it at all. Oh no! Oh God! That was so good, so good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, witches and wizards, our friends, thank you so much for joining us today. Once again, Bill, Rob, appreciate you guys for joining us talking about Total Recall. Please join us next time, and as always, have a nomerific day.